This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome. This is Mayor Sharon Weston Broom, and you are listening to the We Be Our Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Lee Phillips, a Women's Advancement Commission member and Director of Development and Communications for the Baton Rouge Youth Coalition. Thank you, Mayor Broom. It's a pleasure to be here and serve as a part of your commission. Today, our guest is Rachel Abair. Rachel, licensed clinical social worker, is the founder, president, and chief operating officer of Sexual Trauma Awareness and Response, or STAR, a nonprofit organization that provides support to survivors of sexual trauma, improves systems response, and creates social change to end sexual violence. Since 2012, Rachel has served as the CEO of STAR, where she grew the organization from a small operation with two employees in Baton Rouge to a multi-branch agency with 39 full and part-time staff. STAR currently has offices in Alexandria, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and New Roads. Welcome to our show today, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Rachel, let's uh, first start by uh, getting a little information from you about your journey and how you came to do this work in Baton Rouge. Sure. Uh, I love that question. I love, <laughs> I love this story. Um, so I began this work having really no idea how it would turn out. And I think life is funny that way. I took the opportunity to volunteer with the Rape Crisis Center as a hospital advocate the summer I graduated with my undergrad from LSU. I got a women's studies degree, so I, I, I am told that I'm often touted as what you can do with a women's studies degree uh, around LSU. Um, and a year later, after volunteering, it turned into a full-time job, and I began working at the center as a volunteer coordinator and community educator. I did everything from you know filing paperwork, answering phones, and scheduling, to working directly with survivors and advocating for their needs. I did public speaking to raise awareness about sexual violence, and I really got so many skills just doing all those different tasks. When our current DA, Hiller Moore, took his position in early 2009, I was very inspired by his dedication to doing the right thing. And anyone that knows Hiller can attest that he is a guy with a great heart and a really strong moral compass. His job is tough, and he has to navigate a lot of complex situations within some really difficult institutions, and I'm, I'm just really proud to have worked with him and continue to work with him. So when he took office, he had a very positive attitude about change, which I think is inspiring to someone like me. Uh, so he gave me the opportunity to work with new people and try new things, and I quickly started grant writing for the organization. I started developing new protocols for victims, and um, my can-do attitude quickly turned into probably annoying him. <laughs> so uh, when I decided, you know, this would really be better as a nonprofit, he really was like, do it. I trust you. Do it. Um, and I was 25 and very naive, but he guided me through it. Him and his uh, first assistant, Mark Dumain, they really just let me take the lead and, and turn it into what it is now. Um, so in 2012, we rebranded as Star. We started with two staff, and Lee, as you mentioned, now have 39 staff with four offices. So 
that's how I came here. That's an amazing uh, story, Rachel. And it, uh, it, it speaks volumes, I will tell you, in terms of uh, your connection to your passion. Uh, but I also think of how uh, the focus on sexual trauma uh, has uh, elevated over the years. And what do I mean by that? Well, I was in college 100 years ago, and while <laughs> certainly trauma did exist, uh, there, there was no nonprofit like STAR or yeah. other organizations that help support women who are going through these type of crises. So I think it also it speaks to the era in which we live. Absolutely. I definitely think so. And even in my 10 years of doing this work, I've just seen such a dramatic change mm -hmm. with receptiveness to talking about the issue and, and survivors coming forward. And, and I definitely think organizations like STAR have helped make that happen. And so what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in your career? Stop complaining. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so when I was starting out in my career, I completed any task that was given to me. Whatever they said, I did it because I feel like I had to really earn a lot of respect. I'm young, I look even younger. I, I really wanted to make a good impression. And I believe that's how I gained a lot of credibility with people I worked with. And you know, for women and girls out there, it can be really intimidating with your first job, you're working in an office with lots of men, certainly at the DA's office. It was a lot of attorneys with a lot of experience. And instead of getting in my head about how much I didn't know or feeling insecure about my skills, I just asked questions. So many questions that I probably annoyed the heck out of some people, but I always delivered. You know, I was bugging them with questions because I wanted to learn. I was hungry for information. And then after I learned it, I was able to develop those skills and really be an asset. So um, today, I see some staff that I even have at Star that feel very connected to their job description and wanting to stay in their lane. And I hear this from other community partners. And I'm all over the lanes. I'm all over, I'm like a drunk driver. Just kidding. <laughs> um, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but I really think that, you know, we're so focused on getting one career and one skill set down that we don't have the opportunity to try on new things to see if we like it. And so I was really fortunate to have that, that I, I you know, think my job now as CEO where I have so many different tasks that I have to do in a day. I'm so grateful that I was able to learn early on to be flexible. So what are you most proud of? Uh, Star has been in existence for 10 years now, and but you've been on a, a, a journey, uh, your own personal journey, I would say, um, through your connection to women's issues and uh, what uh, I'm sure you have other areas that you're passionate about. And so what are some of the life lessons that, that you've learned? I, I, I like the one about stop complaining, <laughs> but what are you most proud of? You know, I, I feel really fortunate that I've done a lot of things. Um, in addition to my work, my work at STAR, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, so I also see clients one-on-one. -on -one. And that's been a really different experience for me because at STAR, I'm the administrator, I'm, I'm making the policies, I'm writing the grants, but getting the connection with clients is really empowering to me. But I think the thing I'm most proud of is not giving up. Um, working in the nonprofit world is really tough. And anybody here, of course, you've worked with nonprofits, you know how it is. There's never enough money and enough staff to meet the need. It's always a growing concern for us. Um, so when I was at home over Christmas. I was talking with my daddy, who's one of my biggest mentors. And I was just saying, you know, I really don't know 
how I'm going to continue this. It's just so draining emotionally and thinking about survivors that aren't being served because we just don't have the capacity and, you know, the, the constantly changing, changing landscape. It just feels overwhelming. And my dad was like, you never give up when it's tough. <laughs> and I, it kind of just shot a bolt through me of like, whoa, he is so right. Who would I be to have built this great organization and have done all this work to say, oh, it's getting kind of hard now. I think I'm going to stop. So I'm most proud that I didn't give up. <laughs> We are too, and and I would add as a, a seasoned uh, woman <laughs> that um, I've learned on the journey that you really have to, when you are in these high intense positions, you've got to pause uh, for yourself because the kind of work that you are involved in, it, it does take a toll on you emotionally because you're driven to make sure that uh, folks are provided services and, and, and it can be a challenge. So I have found it always uh, pays off if I just pause, whether it's for a day or two, reflect, and then get back out in the battle. Because Definitely. that's usually what happens. So what message would you like to leave with our listeners? You've said so many uh, profound things in oh, our short you. period this morning. Um, as I get older and I start thinking about mentoring other people, especially yes. younger women. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I constantly have to remind myself of, it's okay to be different, and being assertive is such a powerful skill, but I think so often women are taught not to be assertive, they're looked down upon when they are, they're called lots of different names, mm-hmm. and so I've decided to just own it. I'm assertive, I'm direct, I'm bossy. People who know me know I'm a get it done kind of person, So. Instead of staying up at night worrying that I said the wrong thing or rubbed someone the wrong way, I've decided to just own it. This is who I am. (laughs) And I would uh, want other young women to know that too, that you're going to be different. Not everybody's going to like you. Stop worrying about it. Stay focused on the goal. That's the most important thing. That's right. Because you will never be able to please everybody. You cannot. (laughs) Lee? Rachel, I have a couple of follow-up questions. So April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Can you tell us about the importance of this month and some of the activities that STAR has planned? Yes, definitely. So we're in April, and we are really excited about the things we're going to be bringing to the community. The most important kickoff is Start by Believing Day, which is actually today, April 3rd. And it's a day where we bring the community together to think through how are we responding to sexual assault survivors? Because one of the number one reasons that survivors do not report to police is because they fear that they're not gonna be believed. And so if we start developing a community that believes, that says, I'm gonna stand with survivors, uh, then hopefully we can increase the reporting, we can help them provide services to them, and really in sexual violence, which is of course my mission. Um, so that's our, our big kickoff event, and the mayor's office is always involved in the commission. And um, we also have a number of workshops and survivor programs. Uh, one of the things we do is we work with the Red Shoes, a local women's center in town, and we do a survivor retreat. And it's a full day where we have yoga and meditation and art, where we have survivors just come and it's free. It's open to the public and we just really um, bring everyone together in sort of a healing circle. So um, I definitely encourage people to check out our website at star.ngo to see the full list of events. And anytime I speak publicly, I always wanna share our hotline number, which is 1-855-435-STAR, because of course we know that people need that service. 
Thank you so much, Rachel, for everything that you're doing for women and for sexual assault victims in the community. Uh, the final question today, if you had a guest visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours, where would you take them? Well, I am a food person. It would all be food. Um, a couple of my favorite spots. We'd probably start at Chimes for Bloody Marys and oysters. Definitely go to Tony's for some crawfish, some boudin, and ended up at Elsie's Plate and Pie for a piece of pie. Mm. Nice. That sounds delicious. It sure does. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, uh, Rachel, for what you do for our community and for so many people. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.